0: Hello everybody, my name is Brett Stort. Joining me for the finy the finy. We're gonna restart that. I'm not even drinking.
1: I'm leaving it in. <laughs>
0: And welcome to Movie Ghoul Round, the film podcast that rotates between different themes every single week on a five-week schedule. This week's theme is You Did This To Us. Hello, everybody. My name is Brett Stewart. Joining me for the final movie ghoul round of the month. It is October 31st. If you are listening to this, the day of release, happy Halloween. Nicole Davis, how are you?
1: Uh, Well, you know, y'all missed your window of sobriety that I had earlier today when I was ready to record (laughs) and you guys were not. So uh, it's going to be how it's going to be. So (laughs) we'll see how it goes. I made myself a nice, appropriate... For a cold-weather drink, I made myself some hot chocolate with some Kahlua in it, and I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I'm still enjoying it.
0: You see, it's been getting into the 80s here, so it's really starting to get nippy. (laughs) Before you know it, we might even hit the high 70s. So, David Luzader, how are you?
2: Oh, I'm doing well. I, I didn't look it up, but I have to imagine there is a drink called a hairy hole. No, don't Google uh, that. Out there somewhere. I don't
1: want one. I don't want <laughs> one. No, as you should not, but
2: it's just, you know, it's got to be.
1: What do they garnish that with? I don't want to know.
2: And when you drink it, somebody has to say a uh, hairy hole every couple of minutes, just so you really know what it is you're drinking slash who you're looking at.
1: And whoever fails to do so has to sleep outside the nightclub.
2: Yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah, don't don't make this a drinking game, listeners, because <laughs> while we promise to limit the Harry Hole conversation as much as possible...
2: I don't think we I, can.
0: I, I, I know. So before we get into You Did This To Us, we do an announcement for all the listeners that we do want to let you all know about. For the next couple months, moving into the holidays and travel and busy lives, we are going to take a very brief hiatus. We are going to come to you with a holiday episode like we did last year. We know everyone really enjoyed It's a Wonderful Life, so we are going to come back this year with another holiday episode in December, so be out of the lookout for that, but our goal with this is to move forward, and we're going to make some changes to the show. We have some ideas we've been floating around internally about how we're going to update the themes, um, You know, all these different things we're going to do, some new guests that are going to come on the show, so it's going to give us a little bit of time and a little bit of a breather to go ahead and get some of that ready for 2023, so not not the most fun decision and not the most fun announcement, but it does mean that you are going to get a fun special in December and then hopefully something new and improved and awesome in the new year. I would highly recommend people follow our Facebook and and Twitter pages, particularly our Facebook, to keep up to date on what we're doing with this. We might request your feedback. We would love to hear from you. You know, hi hi at mgrpodcast.com. I know you always hear that at the end of the show, but hearing that at the beginning to this week, hopefully reminder for you that if there's something you want to see changed while we're in this period of flux where we're updating the show a bit, like now's a really good time to give us feedback on what you like and don't like about the show. So please, please, please be sure to do that.
1: Right. And it's facebook.com slash movie go round podcast.
0: Yes. Yes. So check us out in those places. We will keep you updated throughout this process. And uh, we're very excited to bring some new and exciting things to you guys. But it'll also be nice for us to take a little bit of a breather around the most busy time of the year. And we know that you're all very busy as well, but we have to finish movie ghoul round, guys. And we are here at the finale on Halloween for The Snowman came out in 2017. This was a you did this to us pick. It was tied with Yoga Hosers. Yoga Hosers has been a top pick now for like four years and has never won and and still hasn't. So uh, instead, we watch The Snowman.
1: I'm so disappointed.
0: It's not even a horror. They didn't give us a horror movie.
1: This is a a vague. mm. It's a thriller. People die horribly. (laughs) Serial killer.
0: Okay.
2: I mean, I guess watching this movie is terrifying in its own way. It it
0: truly is. So Inspector Harry Hole.
2: (sighs) Pause for laughs. (laughs) Pause for laughs. laughs.
0: Inspector Harry Hole must investigate the disappearances of several women across Norway and discover what links them before the culprit deals the same fate to the people Harry Hole cares about most. Oh my god. Okay, so Okay,
1: I just want to say right off the bat
0: that yeah, let's get this out of the way. The
1: books by Joan Nesbo, it's pronounced Hola is how it's supposed to be pronounced. But somebody or several somebodies on set, you know, the first time somebody said Harry Hole, everybody's like, eh, we'll go with that. Well, they like made this weird decision
2: that everyone is Norwegian. <laughs> but but not but
1: almost no one uses a Norwegian accent. But I don't
2: think like anyone uses a Norwegian like
1: I think there's a couple. This
2: movie is Norwegian in name only. Like it's filmed in Norway. Yes. But that's about as far as it goes. Like all signs, everything has been like changed to English. Yeah.
0: And, and there's some British actors in here. I know Alexander, oh not Alexander I was about to say Alexander Skarsgård. That's who I thought this was for a second. Michael Fassbender. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Michael Fassbender, you know, was born in, in Germany. He's Irish. He was born in Germany.
1: He was born in, Germany born in Germany to a German father, an Irish mother, and moved to Ireland when he was two.
0: Oh, I see. You're right. Right. Ra- yep. We're raised in Southwest Ireland. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Rebecca Ferguson, who I was introduced to earlier this year from, I know she's been in like the recent Mission Impossible movies, but I, I she is, you know, in Dune, obviously.
1: Oh, yeah. Dr. Sleep
0: she is uh she is you know jessica atreides Uh, yeah
2: and uh, and she's in dr
0: sleep she's in this she's actually swedish so that's closer (laughs) yeah geographically same latitude geographically closer but yeah they just okay so let's just skip to one of our our discussion topics what is jk simmons doing what is this accent i don't know (laughs) i
2: don't know i was an orphan myself sir.
1: Well, it doesn't have to be a disadvantage, young lady. It can motivate us, too. I think he's trying for Norwegian, and he's hitting somewhere between Swedish and Dutch.
2: I, I, that's generous. We can <laughs> classify it as anything. Uh, I think I put it in there as vaguely British but it's like it's really it's just kind of talking like this like this is the sound that i feel like was coming out of jk simmons the whole movie uh, yeah in fact i'm going to adopt this uh for the rest of the episode
0: uh, also a <laughs> largely inconsequential character <laughs> like,
2: for- if every character is inconsequential in this film
1: <laughs> every
0: character
2: <laughs> okay here's i want to i want to make harry is not harry is not <laughs> i, I want to make this complaint I out. Forgot, i forgot to add this as a discussion topic but i'm gonna throw it out here This movie is not fun in the way a mystery movie should be. Like, I know it's got thriller elements, but there's, I should be the whole time being like, did this person do it? Did this person do it? I should feel like I'm trying to figure out the plot. Mm -hmm. And the whole time, it's like they want you to think J.K. Simmons did it, but like it's not strong enough for me to ever feel like J.K. Simmons did it.
1: Right. We never see enough evidence that he did it.
2: Yeah. They're just like, he was in this one place when the first murders occurred. It's like, okay. What else you got? Oh no, that was it. <laughs> okay, then I'm like, I'm not having fun watching this, trying to figure out who did it, because it ends up being just the most random guy that the, the, like you've seen throughout the movie, but they just kind of, like you you wouldn't have been able to pick him out of a lineup, you know, of like possible right. suspects.
1: I don't know. For me, it was it was too obvious, just because of who this guy was in the movie. And I mean, I guess spoilers. I can't say that I would recommend. Watching this movie. But if you want to read the book, which is supposedly good, I would recommend going and reading the book and then coming back and listening. But spoilers, it's Matthias, who's Harry's ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend. And it's immediately obvious that it's him the second you find out he's a doctor. Because this all has to do is all related to doctors. It's all oh. women who have...
0: Well, he's also a plastic surgeon, and there is there is this... Yeah, it's weird. This, when, he, <laughs> when he adopts his, his snowman persona, there is this <clears> incredibly <throat> like precise nature of his dismemberings where he uses this gadget that I assume is used on animals or something like that. I don't actually know what the gadget oh. is.
1: It's a cable saw of some kind, but it's like automated. They use it in all kinds of industry like tree pruning and cutting PVC pipes in a smaller space when you don't have enough space to really use a handsaw properly.
0: Interesting. Okay. I was thinking like chickens or something.
1: But this automated version of it does not exist as far as I know.
0: Yeah. uh, (laughs) And to cut off limbs so easily. Mm. To cut off an entire head with that thing so quickly
1: yeah that cable's kind of thin yeah Yeah.
0: and there's some meat to this like that is not like paper there's so much that happens so quickly making a good Mm -hmm. snowman
2: is not a five-minute activity you don't like walk (laughs) outside and 10 minutes later going in being like look at that impressive snowman i built like you gotta pack that thing down you gotta roll it you gotta shape it but they leave (sighs) chloe Sevigny's house And two minutes later, they get a phone call that like, oh, oh, wait, you're supposed to go back for plot reasons. And they Mm -hmm. do. And it's like, (laughs) ah, here she is dismembered and on a snowman.
0: This dude took the time to set this up. Like dismembered and on a snowman nowhere near where she was originally killed. (laughs) No,
1: he had the the balls like stashed behind the couch.
0: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) nobody in these neighborhoods where these
2: bodies were left like like, huh. That's weird. There's a guy out there in the middle of the night rolling snow. Like, Yeah, I know it's like this whole talk of like, oh, I'm sorry our murder rate's so low because nothing bad ever happens here. But there's night owls. People still would spot something.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially in a country where there's not that much sunlight during the winter. Mm -hmm. Everybody's out at night.
0: There's (laughs) this incredibly stupid scene where it's the scene where he goes to... I believe it's when he kills the twin, like the, the one you just mentioned, David, where where he hacks off her head and puts it on a snowman like a mile away. How
2: pointless was the fact that they were twins?
1: <laughs> Utterly?
0: <laughs> 100%. It's all, do you know what I genuinely think happened? I think they wrote the script with her and then forgot that they killed her at one point, and they're like, oh, man. We had more we wanted to talk about. We need to write this in.
1: Yeah, either that or they're like, oh, she's got a sister. Why... Why cast another actress when we can just have the same one? Right, let's
2: just make it a twin. <laughs> right. Hey, Chloe Sevigny, you're here for the weekend, right? Because there's nothing else that you're...
1: <laughs> can you stay on until Monday?
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> but but the, when the snowman goes in for his kill, it's just so unthreatening in the way I I can only imagine a Norwegian man killing people calling himself the snowman is, because <laughs> he's just... Clad in North Face <laughs> like, It's not like it's Jigsaw or something scary and Ominous like it's like no they're just yeah. Appropriately dressed for the weather And there's yeah. something very unscary about That
1: there's no like butcher's apron on Top of it no. or even a poncho You know
0: yeah no he's just He's just, he's just in the North Face um, which yeah. Is practical which is practical I get it's it It's just warm <laughs> I, I love a line early In this movie all the detectives In this movie are terrible and David you Put that in our docket I'm oh, glad God. you did But literally at one point, one of them was like, man, I think snow falling sets off the killer. Like, (laughs) bro, you live in a place where there is. Eighty days of snowfall a year. You think that's what's setting yeah. this man off all the time?
1: <laughs> like six months of winter, basically. Yeah.
0: Uh, it, gosh,
2: they, they, they're terrible detectives. I mean, for like our, our good friend Michael Fassbender, uh, Harry Hole. You know, you know that guy who who got yes. off the set of Assassin's Creed and walked onto the set of this movie. By the way, like <laughs> yeah. it was that immediate. He hears the same song in like 24 hours at two separate locations Mm. a very distinct song oh yes that played where a murder took place and he comes home and the song is playing and he's like huh oh well (laughs) (laughs) dude maybe this is connected
0: She does this a lot, though. There's a scene in the movie where, oh, so Katrine is a better detective than he is, even though she gets herself killed.
1: Does she? Is she dead?
0: Unclear. I don't think
1: it's confirmed that she's dead, is it?
2: Well, you know, that's sequel tease. I
0: can't tell if she's just knocked out and has a missing finger or is dead. Like, you're right. Like, finger, maybe... Finger,
1: right. Despite the fact that he needs the finger for an iPad that's in the same room as this trust-up woman, he can't bring the iPad over to her. He's got to cut her finger off to use it.
2: Oh, my God. It. Oh, those iPads.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, but he... The, her and, um, and Harry Hole go to visit the other doctor when they're trying to suss out who did this. And the other doctor. doctor's name... What's Iver his name? something? His name's like Ivor m- Swedish. But in any case... Um, <laughs>
1: Vetlesen. Vetlesen, yeah. Vetlesen.
0: They go to him and he just acts super suspicious, you know, because yes. it's poorly written and now they want you to believe this guy did it.
1: But- and he's got painted toenails, so right, you know right. what that means.
2: Oh, yeah. they You see his
0: feet... But he acts super suspicious, and then she sees photos of him with one of their suspects and starts asking him about their relationship. In theory, would it be possible for you to access her medical files, even if you didn't treat her yourself?
2: Well, in theory, yes. The doctors at the clinic have access to the files of every patient, should they choose to look at them, which I did not.
1: What did you see Peter Becker about?
2: Well, well, that is uh, confidential. How do you know Arvestope? Are they? Hmm. Well, I've known Arve for years. I do research in premature birth. We have a small charity and Arve Stope is
0: one of our biggest supporters. And then when they get out of the house, Harry's like, why would you do that? And she's like, because it's obvious that I should ask him about how he knows that guy.
1: (laughs) Right. But I mean, at the time, Harry's pursuing like a particular line of questioning that he's... Like gently leading the man to answer, and she's jumping in with these questions that obviously are immediately going to make him defensive. So, do you see each other socially?
2: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that depends on how you mean.
1: It's quite simple, actually. Do you have friends in common?
2: Yes, we,
0: we mix in the same circles. So, if... why why are you? Uh... So, no, have if you, you ever wha- practiced in other parts of the country, Doctor Ellison? <laughs> yes, I ha- in uh... in Aidsvoll? in Lillehammer. I see a picture of Montplaisir Pavilion yes. in Bergen.
2: Yes Do you live alone? What? yes I uh, I am a reluctant bachelor Is there anyone in the house right now? Because I thought I saw someone
1: in the window when I passed
2: But well if you want to take a look around I will need to see a search warrant. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah
0: yeah that's fair but uh, I, I still stand by David that I think this man is a terrible detective
1: Oh he is no he's <laughs> a terrible detective.
0: <laughs> Does the end of the movie just allude to him, like, moving on and taking a new grizzly case?
1: I do want to say that I think the actors, with what they have, are doing a decent job. It's, it's, yeah. you know, I've never seen Michael Fassbender give a bad performance. Let's put it is that Val way. Val Kilmer
0: giving a good performance in this movie? Okay. Oh, listen. Uh, Val <sighs>
2: Kilmer.
1: I don't know what to think about this.
0: <laughs> what on earth is happening with Val Kilmer in this movie?
1: Well, he was recovering from throat cancer.
2: Yeah. Right. They, yeah. So they got Val Kilmer because it's like, oh, guys, we can get Val Kilmer. Cool. Great. Awesome. Let's get Val Kilmer. And then what they should have done is like, been like, hey, you know, Val, this is obviously hard for you because everything you said on set, they could not use. This man is 80 yard Mm -hmm. out the wazoo and shot in a way, shot in a way that you never see his mouth moving, Mm -hmm. probably because it was difficult to get. Lip matching,
0: and the ADR does not match Val Kilmer's voice. They didn't even try.
1: Layla Olson. No, I don't listen to me. I don't know the admitting doctor, but
2: perhaps she was there for an abortion. No, they they should have just been like, hey, you know, Val, thanks for coming out. Here's your money for the role, but we're gonna recast like that's What they should have, I think, done.
0: I, I do love him, but I think my frustration here is it. Well, one, the character. There's a point in this movie where you you realize about 30 minutes in that the scenes you're seeing with Val Kilmer's character. I mean, it's like, you know, what's his name? Rafto mm-hmm. are in the past. Right. And, th- and that's right. kind of cool. Like there was a moment where I thought this movie might do something kind of interesting because you have this detective in the past who's going after this case. And then you have this detective in the present and he's going after this case. And we're going to see something where the detective in the past uncovered something that's going to help the guy in the in the present and and that doesn't really happen at all and the entire rafto storyline could pretty much just be cut from the movie and i don't think the movie loses almost anything with the exception of giving katrine motive because katrine spoilers is rafto's daughter beside giving her motive to be involved in this case and be aggressive with it there's really no reason for it at all yeah
1: Yeah, but I mean, I had put in a docket, why did they cast Val Kilmer at all? And if they were committed to having him, why not alter the script in a way that lets him communicate? Like you could, for example, have him. I think it would be interesting if you just showed him doing his job and then had a voiceover reading like emails that he's sending to his colleagues or voicemails that he's leaving for somebody else. And that way, Val Kilmer never has to actually talk. And they can find someone who sounds a little bit more like him or has a voice that looks like it suits his body, you know, right. and have that person read it in voiceover the whole time. while it, But show him investigating, and that way he gets to go and act, mm-hmm. and you get the information you need without having this weird overdubbing that makes you say, what was anybody thinking here?
0: Yeah. Or you know what? This is a $35 million movie, which was significantly less than Val Kilmer had to make his documentary Val that came out last year, which I know our friend of the show, uh, Phil Rood, was talking about in our Discord today. It's a great documentary. That documentary did a wonderful job with working with his voice to use AI to augment his voice. So it sounded like Val Kilmer proper the way you know him, but he still got to be involved with that process.
1: Hey, everybody. I wasn't able to find a clip of Val Kilmer's voice from the documentary Val. From what I understand, it was mostly his son, Jack Kilmer, narrating that film. The AI voice was used to augment his performance in Top Gun Maverick, which I could not find a clip of because it's still in some theaters and, you know, copyright and all that. But I could find a sample that the company that helped create the AI voice, Sonantic, made using the Val Kilmer AI voice. And here it is for you now. It's remarkable.
0: I was struck by throat cancer.
1: After getting treated, my voice as I knew it was taken
0: away from me. People around me struggle to understand me when I'm talking. But despite all that, I still feel I'm the exact same person, still the same creative soul. Do something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a thirty-five million dollar movie, and I have no idea where it went. There's nothing interesting that happens at any point in it.
2: Norway, like it there's
0: went. No, to- <laughs> I mean, literally, like there's no interesting sets. There's no interesting no. effects. There's there's nothing.
1: Well, I mean, there's the scenery.
0: Yeah, but there, you,
1: there's Norway looking beautiful. That but, but
0: you're, you're filming on location. You filming on location it's not cheap, but still.
2: Well, I mean, like, I mean, if we really do look at the actors that are in this movie. Like we mentioned Michael mm. Fassbender, Rebecca Ferguson, J.K. Simmons. Oh, yeah. They got a
0: good payday.
1: Uh,
2: even like some of these like smaller roles, like Chloe Sevigny. Uh, Toby, Jones. Toby Jones. Toby Jones. Toby Jones is in this movie. You have people who are, you know, they're not unknown names. Like you're going to have to pay a little bit to get them there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are people who are known. They're not all movie stars. But all of them are known for doing a really good job. They are people that both directors and other actors like to have on set.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. So filming basically took place for like four months, probably. And you're not putting Fastbender in hotels if he's going to be in Norway for four months. Uh-uh, you're getting that guy an apartment that you're probably paying <laughs> monthly rent on.
0: They spent four months making this movie?
2: Uh, I mean, they had to do some reshoots. They spent four months making this movie and they didn't even film the whole script.
0: That is so weird. Yeah, right. So 15 to 20% of this never was filmed at all,
2: right? Nope. The director has said there is 15 to 20% of this movie that they never shot.
1: Yeah, they rushed it. They rushed it. The director is Thomas Alfredson, who directed Let the Right One In. So he's very good at shooting movies that look cold in cold climates. He also shot Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy in 2011. Yes, yes. Which is one of the best, like, mystery movie spy movie great
2: spy movies great you're trying to figure out who did it the whole time the reveal of who did it is so like i remember the first time i watched it i was like oh okay all the pieces just fell into place and it all makes perfect right. sense
1: and then this and it's super involving and you get to know the characters well yeah and this movie is a mess but thomas alfredson was brought in last minute Martin Scorsese was slated to direct this movie for a long time.
0: Right. And he still got the executive producer credit on it, which he probably did nothing on this. No, did absolutely nothing, but I wouldn't want my name on this.
1: And he just kept, I guess, telling the studio, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll get to it. I need to do these other projects first that I have online. And, Oh, you know, I need to get Wolf of Wall Street done. And I mean, I'm not going to begrudge him that Wolf of Wall Street is a really great movie, but this, The studio should have waited. They should have taken like another three months at least. Give the new director more pre-production time. Yes, yes. More time to work with the material. Maybe do some recasting if necessary. Maybe do some script tweaks to take out some of the weird stuff like the police department iPad and the...
2: Oh, wait. No. Twins? Wait, what's, <laughs> weird about the, what's weird about the police department iPad that we spent a long time explaining and then show you as the most conspicuous object in the world <laughs> right. that is supposed to be hidden on a bookshelf? With this new version of the EviSync from version 3.6 to version 4.0 allows you to manually push the data back to the server using the cellular network. The EviSync will automatically upload all the new data to the central police server here Every 12 hours. We've also done some work on the fingerprint scanning software. So you will notice a significantly faster opening time after scanning your fingerprint. But please make sure that your fingerprint
1: scans are done
2: cleanly and clearly from the start.
1: It is not even in the book.
0: <laughs> and the yeah. letters from the killer you mentioned in your, in your docket as well, Nicole. There are these... Yeah. Cryptic letters, like Joker-style, Riddler-style, like, I'm a snowman, I'm leaving clues for you.
1: Zodiac-style, supposedly.
0: Serial okay. killer-style. And they don't do anything with it at all.
1: No. No. In the book, it's Katrina who's writing those to try to get Harry more interested in the case. Oh. Because she's committed to catching Arvistop, the man that she thinks-
0: Right did it that's way more interesting and
1: oh gosh
2: (laughs) there's also a version of this film in which based on what they say like where you could make it so it seems like harry hole is doing the murders himself Mm -hmm. because there's that complaint of like he's bored because he doesn't have a case Right. right and he needs a case to distract himself from his horrible childhood and the the son he's not sort of raising uh, so there okay. there could have been like a version of this where it's like, oh, is he doing the murders and he's trying to intentionally throw things off track? Right. And that would have been interesting to, as an idea to kind of think about. But no,
1: not really. Or is Katrina doing the murders? You know, in the book, they make it look like she might be, you know, she's a suspect for a while.
0: Yeah. All of that sounds so much more interesting. <laughs> yes, it does. It does none of that. No, um, it does not. David, you mentioned the uh, the father-son relationship with Oleg. Nicole, you put in our docket, the movie features a surprisingly healthy father-son type relationship between Harry and Oleg. Despite Harry's breakup from Raquel, yeah, so this is As
1: healthy as a semi functional alcoholic can have.
0: Right. <laughs> for right. sure. <laughs> but it's a weird circumstance I've never seen in a movie that I could see happening in real life, which is mm-hmm. Raquel was dating Harry for an indeterminate time. I don't think the movie says, I'm sure the book probably I does. I think it's
1: somewhere like five or six years, something but like
0: that. Long enough to be a formative father figure in Oleg's life, her son, to the point to which that Oleg wants Harry around after they've broken up and Harry loves the kid and wants to be around the kid. And she's now moved on with Matthias, the snowman killer. And uh, I guess if he's the murderer, I guess that explains why he's such a pushover with this whole situation.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, he's like the perfect, you know, he comes off as pretty much the typical rebound for a woman who's been dating like a bad boy sort of person. Hardcore,
0: you're not my real dad, stepdad energy.
1: Yeah, he has the energy of... This woman chose him because he's boring.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
2: He's safe. He has a good job. He has a
1: steady, reliable job. He shows up. He treats her well. And he's boring. He doesn't go herring off on a bender for three days in a row. Mm -hmm.
0: He just goes murdering, as one does.
1: (laughs) Right. Conference. He does conference. (laughs) I, I know that. Murder conference.
0: I know yeah, murder cards. I know that like they're trying to display Harry as a barely functioning alcoholic, but there is a section of this movie in which I just don't know why he's out hoboing. Like I'm just struggling to understand it. He has a place to sleep, and I know his house is covered in mold, apparently. His house has black mold. Right. Yeah. Harry house. <sighs>
1: Dry rot throughout the whole building, and I'm afraid we found some mold behind the walls. Aspergillus, toxic and pathogenic. Your landlord let me in to spray the apartment. I'm gonna have to take all these panels off, and this is above your bed. Jesus Christ. Is there anywhere else that you could stay? The air in here is so bad, you're actually killing your houseplants.
0: But then he just sleeps on the street, like in various park benches and on the ground and stuff. When this movie started, I thought I legitimately thought that Harry Hole was a hobo.
1: No, he doesn't fall asleep. He passes out in random locations.
0: Yeah. Uh, Passes out. Sure. But again, just just another plot thread through his life that is so inefficiently explored in this movie. Right. Yeah. You don't get to learn much about him as a person or care about the fact that he does have these problems. Yeah, it's like they wanted
2: to, like, give him this flaw, mm. right? But like, he, Dude's got plenty of flaws. Dude's flawed out the wazoo.
1: In the book, he's in recovery. He's not a full-blown alcoholic at this point. In the, the series of novels, there's, like, 14 books. So this one is book seven, I think, in the series.
2: Yeah, yeah. This is, like, a series of novels.
1: Right, yeah, yeah.
0: by... I'm not going to pronounce
2: oh, it right. <laughs> I, just, I just had it up. It's
1: Joe
0: Nesbo.
2: It's Joe Nesbo. Joe Nesbo. Yeah.
0: Now, now, you, Nicole, you put in our doc, you know, this was an attempt at a franchise launch. Yep. As it's adapted from oh, a novel series, has 14 books in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Universal has learned nothing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Universal has several times in the last several years struggled to launch franchises. Do you guys remember the dark universe?
1: That's exactly what I was thinking of.
0: The Dark Universe was such a hot mess. Oh, the dark! Like, remember, like the promo,
2: the promo shot of the Dark Universe. Yeah, and, like everybody. To, oh man, How, wasn't Javier Bardem going to be like the Wolfman or something? Because that
1: movie, I still want. Yes, see. he
2: was that movie. I would pay money for.
0: He was. I would
1: totally watch that.
0: And recently. Uh, Brennan Fraser was asked about the Dark Universe because he's on this massive comeback tour for that movie called The Whale mm-hmm. uh, made by the guy that made Mother. What's his name again? Starts with a D. Darren
1: Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky.
0: Yeah. Or it's an Aronofsky film about a, a morbidly obese man that I believe has a disease. I can't remember what disease. It's
2: supposed to be very good.
0: It's supposed to be amazing. And it's supposed it's super Oscar baity for Brennan Fraser. He's getting all sorts of accolades for it. In any case, he was in an interview recently and he was asked about the Dark Universe because he, of course, starred in All the Money Mummies. And he said, like, yeah, I saw it, and it was just mean. Like, it wasn't fun. The Mummy is fun. It's not a (laughs) horror film. It was never supposed to be a horror film. It's supposed to be kind of Indiana Jonesy, and that's not what Universal tried to turn it into. And they just can't seem to get their footing on some of these attempted franchises.
1: No, I mean, what they don't understand and what a lot of studios don't seem to understand about why the Marvel... Universe was so successful. Is number one, they've got built in backstories that a lot of people are already familiar with. So they're like primed to go watch it. And I mean, you know, this is based on a novel that a lot of people liked and supposed should have had people ready to go see it. But the other thing is that they Marvel spent a ton of time in pre production and planning, they mapped everything out. Very carefully how things were going to interconnect, who they were going to bring on board, how they wanted their stories to develop. And this just feels half baked.
2: Yeah yeah the influence of kevin feige cannot be ignored in the marvel like they have one person who is like in charge of mapping this all out right and like there's werewolf by night came out recently which is very good oh Um, i loved it yeah it was i and i love that they used practical effects in the end when Mm. there was the werewolf i was like yes this is beautiful this is what i want but they like before that was getting made like they told the people writing it like okay you have the wolf. I forget the characters. Wolfman or whatever. But you also have like man thing. So like you have to work man thing into this. Like that wasn't the writer. Like that was Kevin Feige. And it worked like it worked great. Mm-hmm. And these other franchises don't have that person at the helm. It is just somebody being like, I don't know, make some movies and it'll figure itself out. That's not how it works.
0: And the funny thing is that you can't necessarily attribute it to the budget and the scope because Marvel at its inception was a shot in the dark with Iron Man. And that was plotted very early on. And even outside of Marvel, you can look at equally high profile franchises from the same studio right now. I know we've talked Star Wars to death on this podcast, but my goodness, did they not talk through. Those three last films, Mm. they never had a round table to sit down amongst those directors and say, here's our coherent story that we're going to follow. And thus created an entire new generation of complaining Star Wars fans because we're all mad at one movie or the other. Uh Even at that level, they didn't have that cohesion. So you're right. Like it takes a one specific person who's very good at that.
2: Or like a team or people that seems to be
0: Dave Filoni now with and, and, and John Landau with the TV shows over on that front. But Mm -hmm. man, if Universal wanted this to be something cool, they needed someone to envision what this was going to be long term. And you don't get any of that from this movie.
2: No, I I don't see like anything (laughs) (laughs) like there's nothing in this makes me like I want to see more of this.
0: Right. It also doesn't feel like there's enough room for anything else. Like the whole movie, they're talking about how, you know, like, like you said, David, like, oh, you know, sorry for Oslo's low crime rate. (laughs) this movie to me feels like one singular story. And then the final shot at the end shows that Harry hole is off doing what he does again. Yeah. Yep. That doesn't leave room in this tiny universe of Oslo for, unless you, unless you're going to move around or something (laughs) to keep having these intricate murder mysteries. I just don't think you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in books, it's easier.
1: It
2: is. But yeah, I mean, Absolutely. There's a lot of things easier with books.
0: Uh, Despite the flaws, however, uh, Nicole, you said this was a far more cohesive film than you were led to expect. Yeah. Yeah, this movie has been trashed really heavily, like really heavily in the last it's couple hard. of years.
1: I was expecting this to be completely incoherent.
0: So was I, to be perfectly honest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So because that's what I heard. That's what I heard, that it was an incredible mess, that it was terribly edited. That it, And shame on whoever said that, because Thelma Schoenmacher had her hand in this, to try to bring together you know what cohesiveness this she is. could out of what they yeah. had uh which was not enough movie <laughs> not enough of the script points <laughs> yeah to be able to make a really good movie you know you've got the bones of a good movie here that's mm. either not fleshed out enough or you need to like it's kind of gross comparison now that I'm saying and you know, cut some bones off and make the whole thing smaller and tighten it up. There are some bits that go nowhere that you can get rid of and tighten up the whole thing and make it like 95 minutes and you'll have a much better movie as well.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is a two hour film.
2: (laughs) It's, it's two hours. And I will say like the, yeah, the editing is maybe, or the, The cohesion is not the issue. It is the pacing.
1: It's the pacing and it's the script. God, it's so slow. It's so slow. It's slow. It's misogynistic. Uh,
2: Yes. (laughs) Uh, The first time, like the first body we see, Chloe Sevigny, is not for like 40-something minutes. And I know like there's the, you know, snowman out in the the snow. But like... Mm like the first murder that we're like properly introduced that we're like in on as the audience is 45 minutes into this movie. Right. Whoa. right. And we haven't so-
0: even talked about how they try to shoestring in a political agenda halfway through the movie Yeah, where at one point they surmised that perhaps the snowman killer Is targeting women who have had abortions Mm -hmm. because maybe he disagrees with their their decisions. And they play that out, I guess, in the final scenes with the guy, you know, because the guy straight up asks him about an abortion when he's threatening to kill his ex-girlfriend.
1: I'm not sure if that's, it gets muddy here as to whether that's the actual reason or it's just that the women are all lying to their husbands about the paternity of one of their children.
0: Mm. Right, because there's this really weak backstory on the Snowman Killer about how, you know, his mom kills herself.
1: Oh, God. I oh, And that's just so... It... Limp? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can a death by suicide in a car on a sheet of ice be limp? Somehow it is. Somehow it's, it's just... Ugh.
2: Open the door! Mom, come
1: on! Open the door! Mom! Mom! No! Don't leave me!
2: We spend no time, we spend no time with these characters and like right. this mom just immediately like kills herself and it's like well that's uh tragic but uh okay bye woman whose name i didn't know <laughs> like you know it's a character in a show and a movie like i'm not immediately like i want her to live and survive it's like i don't know who this is oh she's not on the screen mm-hmm. anymore okay
0: yeah right. the swedish names don't do it any favors for an american viewer i definitely had to turn on subtitles to figure out who was who <laughs> but with that said um it's a problem when the only name I know is Harry Hole. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> Yeah. And it requires that, me to do a podcast on it to learn anyone else's name.
1: Half my notes I'm using the actor's name because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the character. I had the worst time remembering the name of Katrina and she is the female lead right, of yeah. the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: uh, I was just like, Rebecca, in my notes, you know?
0: <laughs> but to your point, in our docket, Nicole, this is a deep bench of heavy-hitting actors, most of which who are wasted in these roles. These actors, 100%. you remember them by their names because they are great actors. Yeah.
1: It's like, it's Charlotte Gainsbourg is in this movie, and she's the ex-girlfriend, you know? Yeah. What What are you doing? <laughs> this is a woman who's in Antichrist, and nymphomaniac and she's amazing in both of those movies and this is just she's an ex-girlfriend and a concerned mom and that's all she gets to be right and it's just uh, frustrating it's frustrating this movie is frustrating
2: (laughs) yeah to to put it mildly yes (laughs)
0: And I know we talked about how, you know, they could have found a way to present Val Kilmer's character in a better way that allowed him to communicate, allowed him to act in a way that would have worked better for him. It's even hard coming off of this summer's shockingly amazing Top Gun 2 that that
2: amazing took
0: a really tactful approach to how they approached Val Kilmer's role. Yeah, they could have
2: instead of him being suspended, it could have been like, uh, you know, I I am retired for medical you know like i'm retired instead have suspended just because right. like so much of his
0: character like was so pointless it didn't pan out to anything it's like so pointless and this pathetic caricature of a drunken detective that we've seen a million times in a million different things mm-hmm. but yeah they could have leaned into that a little bit and said like yeah you know he this is go visit him up in his cabin and maybe you'll see what you know why he Oh, it's more isolated from society now. Like the way Top Gun handled it, they handled it really well. They gave him options to communicate off screen. They used his likeness in a lot of places. And then when they gave him a chance to communicate, it was really poignant. Granted, that's because Top Gun has built in nostalgia and love for the character of Iceman. Whereas I have no built in anything for this, like Nicole mentioned earlier. But just a shame. (laughs) Well, I
1: guess they used AI for that to help with his voice in Top Gun when you do hear.
0: And he also like he's typing. Like, he only
2: has like one or two lines, and he's like typing the rest of the time.
0: Well, when he when he talks to him, there's no AI there. When he actually talks to Maverick in the office,
1: I haven't actually seen it. So,
0: oh, oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> it's good. Um, there's a scene where they let yeah. Val Kilmer say a couple lines and just with his normal speaking voice. Now,
1: well, I mean, he's had he's had years to recover from this throat surgery that he had right. back in 2016. You know, 2017. Mm-hmm. When he was shooting right after, you know, it was like five months at most after he had throat surgery. Yeah,
2: it was fast. That
1: he shot this, and he's still mm-hmm. super puffy from the steroids that I'm sure he was on to help with healing.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and he's it's looking like
2: Kurt Russell a little bit. Weirdly, kind yeah.
1: of. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think this could have worked. You know, make this the cold open, make him going up the mountain and finding the body nine years ago and then him dying at the hands of the killer. Make that the cold open. Cut out the whole bit with the birthday party, which is utterly pointless.
2: Yes. There's no there's (laughs) there's so much of the story that like of his backstory that I'm like, why am I seeing this like sprinkled throughout the film? These Mm -hmm. scenes are not adding anything. Right. Right. They're just happening.
1: But he does get one of the coolest shots of the movie, where he goes up on the mountain and he fires the gun to disperse the gulls. And then you get to see the body that the gulls have been devouring.
0: Mm -hmm. Which they call back on with Fassbender when he enters the... uh, The chicken coop. The chicken coop and slams his foot on the floor to get all the chickens off the body. Right. Much less cool to watch. Much less cool.
1: I mean, this movie is beautifully shot. All the outdoor shots are gorgeous. They take full advantage of the landscape.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they have. They certainly have. Um, Why does everyone in Norway, in a place that snows a ton, drive like two-wheel drive like Toyota Camrys? (laughs) That's what I want to know. Because
1: gas is super expensive in Europe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can can someone write in for Norway, if there's one of you out there, and let us know um, what car you're driving and whether or not it has all-wheel drive?
1: Well, we complain that it's like five dollars a gallon here. And oh,
0: it, it's so much it's more.
1: It's like seven dollars a liter over there. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> wow. Well, a couple other discussion topics before we wrap down. Uh, first of all, let's have a clandestine meeting in the back of an open theater where everyone <laughs> can see us and take photos and video.
2: Uh, didn't. They notice her. She just walked. She was walking in the middle
0: of the. <sighs> walking in the middle of the place. Like, come on. I don't see her watching. What exactly is the point of the whole like J.K. Simmons taking photos of people thing? Is to establish he's a nasty perv, I guess. I I
1: that and I guess, you know, blackmail that he can use later.
0: But even in public, he does it like his character just snaps a photo of. Um,
1: oh, right. Katrina, when he meets Katrina,
0: her. when before he offers her up to his hotel room, he just like pulls out his camera phone in the middle of this fancy gala and just flashes her right in the face.
1: I guess he doesn't have a mental spank bank like the rest of us. He has to like create one on his phone (laughs) to carry around.
2: Mm -hmm. I see. All makes perfect sense.
0: Understood. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, uh, Nicole, I know you read up a little bit on the book. Were there any other changes from the book that that would have made this movie potentially more interesting besides what you've covered so far?
1: The one I thought was really interesting it's not something i've seen done before in a movie is in the book harry's in recovery but he's still acting erratically and it turns out it's because of the mold in his apartment that it's like literally affecting his brain
2: more interesting (sighs) more interesting which
1: i've not seen that done in a film before
2: you could have made it so he's like blacking out in like Oh, that could even like lead more to like, oh,
0: is he committing these crimes?
1: Right. But, or is ugh. he still an active drunk and we should take him off duty, you know? Yeah.
0: Isn't there a scene where Matthias switches his meds? I uh, you see yes. someone switch meds yes. in his in the container. That yes. also goes nowhere. But then he never takes them.
1: Right? No, it's just there for Raquel to find and get angry about later for some reason.
0: Which she would have found if they were the right meds too. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. I, I don't understand.
1: I don't understand either. And besides, Harry threw the original bottle literally out the window of his apartment. So, like, that bottle wasn't there anymore to be switched. hmm So what's... who? How?
0: <sighs> and on that glorious note... No, don't go down this rabbit hole. But
1: how? Why? <laughs> on that, that glorious
0: sense? note, we bid you adieu for a couple months. <laughs> what? How? <laughs> We yeah, need a better um,
1: Michael Fassbender movie than this. The man I think the man is one of the one of the better, if not one of the best, actors of his generation. He's certainly oh, one of sure. the most solid and reliable actors sure, of his generation.
0: He takes a lot of bad scripts though. He does. Like the man the man has, has accepted scripts from the likes of several bad X-Men movies. Assassin's Creed. Steve Jobs like he's taking some bad roles. Well, hey.
1: Wait, wait, wait. People like that movie. A lot of people like that movie.
0: Yeah, Steve Jobs is. Steve Jobs? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, I guess it's got an 85% here. All right, I get I guess it's got that Danny Boyle ridden by um Aaron Sorkin charm. All right, fine, fair enough. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, we need a better one for that. So I mean, I like many people first saw him in 300. Oh. And then great. I'm mean, Actually, a lot of people saw him in Band of Brothers first, which I did not see. But then he's he gets the best line in Three Hundred, and so I'm like, "Who's that guy?" And oh, that
2: that will fight in the shade.
1: Yes, <laughs> and then I went and watched Steve McQueen's Hunger. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Which he's in, and he does a fantastic job. And he's been in all these indies that are fantastic. And then he's been in some mainstream movies, which are great. You know, like, I thought X-Men First Class was great. Oh, sure, sure. And he does, he puts so much emotion into that, that really you would not expect from, quote-unquote, a comic book movie. hmm um, packs a lot of feeling into it. You know, he's reliable to have if you need somebody who's intense, but morally gray.
2: Michael Fassbender is great. And yeah, he has not been in much, uh, lately maybe to uh, to do him service.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I will say that I, I know that they are hot button films amongst fans and critics alike. But I really like his performance in the Prometheus and subsequent, you know, alien oh, films. Oh, yeah. It's really good.
1: He's the best thing about those movies, if you ask me.
0: Yeah. I really like Prometheus, and I actually think Covenant's a great film, too.
1: I do not like Prometheus, but he is great as David in Prometheus.
0: Yeah, they're making another one called Advent that's coming out soon-ish, yeah. hopefully. But yeah, uh, all right, well, all right. I wonder
1: if he will play an evil android in that.
0: (laughs) Probably. (laughs) All right, well, uh, that'll wrap us up for this episode of Movie Ghoul Round. We're done with the next Movie Ghoul Round cycle. We will do it again next year. We'll do it every year, but please let us know how we can continue to improve it every single year. We hope you have a wonderful Halloween. If you're listening to this on the episode day that it drops, uh, hopefully everyone here is doing something fun for Halloween. We uh, have outfitted our entire house so we are we are ready to go. We have a full like display up front. So we will be, when you're listening to this, uh, hopefully out serving lots of candy. <laughs> uh, but where can we find everyone online? Nicole, what about you?
1: You will find me taking care of our Facebook page at facebook.com slash movie go round podcast. And that's where you should go and like and follow. So you will get all the updates. I always make sure that I post when we're putting either new episodes out or encore episodes out. I will make sure and let everybody know as far ahead of time as possible when our holiday episode will be coming out and when we'll be coming back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're going to continue to work on stuff and record stuff in the meantime, too. So we will come back with a lot of fantastic stuff in the feed. Uh, but David Luzader, what about you?
2: Davlaz, D-A-V-L-U-Z, Twitter and Instagram, find me there. I, I've kind of been on a little bit of a creative hiatus myself for a little bit, uh, just kind of show up for this show. But, uh, you know, come follow me, see, see what's going on. Yeah, you
1: know, you've been busy shaping young minds.
0: Yeah, that's one way of saying it. He has been shaping young minds, and you know we've been doing this like nonstop for six years now <laughs> without a break. So I mean, four years of movie movie go round, and then Geek Cinema Society before that. So I think it'll be. We've had like short intermissions of like a couple weeks, but we've recorded pretty much nonstop for you know hundreds of weeks so i think it's good for us to take a very short breather and kind of get our ducks in order but we're very excited to be back and like nicole said follow the facebook and twitter if you'd like to go ahead and see when the holiday special is going to come out we're gonna to have to figure out what that is guys that'll be fun we're gonna to have to figure out mm-hmm. what to do for that we can't do it's a wonderful life again so it's got to be something new and, <laughs> new and exciting
1: i watch that every year
0: <laughs> i know i know me too all right well that will do it for us we'll catch you again soon we hope everyone has a wonderful halloween See you later.